Hey guys, welcome back to the Made Men podcast. Uh, I'm here at David Sloan with my co-host Adam Carlin. We have a very special guest today, Adrienne Menard, who is Olivier uh, Menard's sister, who we had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, I know we have a couple of fanboys here um, of Olivier, so I'm sure that this will be a very interesting uh, discussion where we'll kind of cover a lot of things. So Adrienne, if you want to introduce yourself, what you do and what we'll kind of be talking about today. Yeah, so um, I'm a fourth year biomedical science uh, student at the University of Ottawa in Canada. Um, I'm currently doing my uh, honors thesis project on women's experience having abortions uh, during COVID-19 specific to Canada. Um, so I believe we're going to be talking about abortion today, which is a mm. very exciting topic, very controversial, <laughs> controversial yeah. topic for sure. Um, but nonetheless, a, an important one to have more open discussions about. So yeah, I'm for excited sure. to be here. That's great. And I think as well, um, with our, well, our audience is kind of uniquely, uh, diverse in the fact that I've lived in Canada I've got some Canadian people and then I've we've got a lot of Irish people and I think um it'll be interesting to have kind of Irish people see the Canadian side of things and as you've actually seen the kind of the state side of things as well so you'll see that too um especially with abortion being such a one a new enough thing in Ireland with the legislation only coming in a few years ago and two with Ireland being such a heavily Catholic and religious state through its history uh, how controversial it is um, or was and still is uh, to this day so yeah do you, so what have you what have you learned or, or what's kind of your what's some things that you've taken away from your your study over the past year or two years or however long about abortion yeah so um my current supervisor is dr angel foster um i just need to talk about her for a little bit because my project would be like possible um without her so she is uh super educated she did her undergrads at stanford university in the states and then did her medical school at harvard and her postdoc at oxford yeah so she she's um all about she's always been doing uh research in the field of reproductive health and when she moved to Canada she got very interested in um, abortion specifically and she's doing a lot of work uh, like you had mentioned in the United States but for our project um, she's really exposed me to a lot of the realities that um, women have to go through and a little bit of the behind the scenes of the politics um, especially in the United States since it's very state specific. Mm. Um, so a lot, there there's, was a lot of learning uh, on that side of things, still a lot of learning to be done because it's issues that have been going on. Such, such as what? So what politics come into play? What, what kind of stuff happens for, for women? So there's a lot of bills that are being passed um, where more conservatives and evangelical Christians are very, very involved in politics in the United States. So that's one issue that you can see there. Exactly. So often these large groups um, will give money to governments to pass certain bills. So there's bills that are being passed to restrict uh, the abortion to like three weeks, 
six weeks, which can seem like it's a lot, but often women, um, let's say you miss your period, you might not realize. There's for... a delay. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And there's also a delay in like having that pregnancy confirmed. Um, and there's a delay to getting access to care. It's not like you can just, obviously, depending on where you live, it's not like you can just call an abortion clinic and have your appointment the next day. So often it's a process that can last a few weeks or whatnot. So specifically when talking about the United States, um, that's an issue that we've been seeing a huge different. Um, and I'll, I'll maybe just give a, an introduction here. So when we're talking about abortion, usually there's two types of abortion. You can have a medical one, uh, which is you take a medication and it's going to induce um, like ejection of the whatever. It's like having uh, having like really bad cramping. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's having really bad cramping and then you're releasing um, the fetal content in your uterus. And depending on where you are there are certain restrictions so you can't have that type of, abor of abortion after a certain amount of weeks of pregnancy and the second one is a surgical abortion so you would go into a clinic um, with a, a doctor and they would essentially perform like a small surgery where you're awake and extract um, the the content of your uterus so in the and states I, <laughs> yeah and, and i'd imagine both of those are quite a I don't know, traumatizing might be too much of a word, but definitely a, a difficult or tough thing to do. And I think a lot of people, yeah. yeah, like a lot of people kind of just throw around like it's this kind of simple process to get done, especially mm -hmm. I think in the male side of things anyway, a lot of males would just be like, oh yeah, you know, no big deal, just get an abortion. Like, I don't think it's like that at all. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that there's two sides to this situation or how people talk about it. I think there's a feminist movement that wants to make it that it's a positive experience, which it's positive that you're able to have access to that kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. But it's also you don't have to minimize the fact that if you're going for the um, surgical abortion route, like it's a, it's a medical procedure that you have to get done, right? Yeah. Um, and then with the medical abortion side, like, yes, it's painful. And what we found, uh, especially like with the studies that have been involved, it's a lot of emotional, it's tricky because it, it's a conscious decision that people are making, but it doesn't mean that it's not a difficult one to yeah. make. Like often, often yeah. you can get pregnant with a partner that you deeply care about you want kids in the future is just that your current situation doesn't allow for that so it's a little bit of it, it's it definitely a lot of questioning for people in that specific situation um to make so yeah it's definitely it's something that's tough it's something that's not really talked about there's still a taboo where women won't broadcast it you know necessarily that they they've had an abortion um and I think for that reason, it's emotionally, it's difficult. Yeah. To yeah. And I think here in Ireland, it's, it's even way worse considering um, one, how almost right wing swinging of a country we have been due to the Catholic church being such a, you know, huge influence in our state for the last however many centuries. Um, and I think that, like, I remember I have an actual specific story of 
so when I was in Canada, the I came back to play some football in the summer. You remember that, Adam? That's sort of after my first year. 2019. Yeah, I'm terrible with years. COVID has messed that up in my brain. But um, I I remember sorry, I was. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was at a, a confirmation of one of my cousins, and at the time their legislation there was a vote um, for it to go through uh, being abortion being legal and perfect like you could do it in Ireland because before that uh, you'd have to go abroad I think to England um, or wherever you wanted to Um, and I remember the priest literally saying at a confirmation uh, basically remember everyone to uh, vote no against the abortion uh, going through and I remember my dad then was like snapping because he's like me complete you know not into religion or any of that uh, stuff and we thought like that's a disgrace that there's kids there that are you know like 10 11 12 or whatever there and there's parents there and a a priest is going to just stand there and kind of say that to try and influence people in that way I don't know it was just yeah yeah it was just like really really just scummy um yeah yeah and often like what you'll see is that they're pushing not necessarily well they're pushing an agenda right so often if you see protesters outside they'll have these huge um posters with like dead babies and i mean if you have an abortion that is not necessarily what What it is going to look like um the big majority of abortions that are done in canada anyways happen within the first trimester and at that point like yeah it doesn't look like much so often they try to scare people or guilt people into thinking of abortion in this yeah they'll, they'll put, yeah like as if it's a child yeah 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 they put like the most unrealistic worst case scenario yeah, ever yeah. there yeah because just... and the whole point of that thing it's just like you're thinking i'm a human this is potentially you know something so it, it causes a lot of uh, cognitive dissonance like when you think about it mm-hmm. it's like okay like i'm for human rights what does this mean for me if this is also um a human so that's like also we might not get into this but it's uh, a very phil- phil- uh, philosophical <laughs> um, question to say, okay, like where, like where does life start? Where does consciousness start? And that's often something that is used um, by a lot that's of these like, extremist, yeah. like pro-life groups um, to try that's, to have I, a That's dialogue. actually interesting. Because I'm not sure if you're familiar with Stephen Crowder um, on YouTube. So he's, oh, so he's basically done... He's very right-wing conservative uh, in the States. He's actually French-Canadian originally from Montreal. And he lives in the States now, but he's basically a YouTube channel where he sets up kind of like a stall and says, do not change my mind. And okay, he has, yeah. you might have seen memes about that. And yeah. one of them was abortion. He doesn't believe that abortion should be uh, legal, which is shock, horror, conservative. Uh, but anyway, one of his biggest... Um, I don't know what you would say biggest kind of arguments against it was like when does life start like when do you can you determine when that starts and I'm actually it's something that is like yeah. when you think of it initially you're almost like that's a fair point but when you kind of think of it more you're, it's it's a really kind of weird and complex kind of a question that isn't just as simple as where does life begin so like did you tackle that when you're doing your research or learning or what's kind of your understanding of that 
So that's not something that I looked at directly in my research, but it's a lot of personal questioning that I think came with doing the work. Mm. Um, so I've definitely thought about it. I've looked at surprisingly a lot of, um, I, I think the best way to learn is to look at arguments from the opposite end. So I've looked at a lot of debates between like evangelical Christians and like atheists. Yeah, I agree to kind with of that. See, yeah. yeah, to kind of see, okay, like what are the points that are being brought forth? How do you rebuttal that? And does it make sense? Like, does it, and obviously it's a scientific question to a certain extent. For others, it's a religious question, but on my side of things, I like to think about it as a as a scientific one. Um, so in the States, a lot of it is heartbeat. So heartbeat bills, as long as um, there's a fetal heartbeat, you can't proceed with an abortion. And it's like that in other countries as well. Um, and then you can start to think about it in forms of consciousness. Okay, well, but there's no way, there's no way to, to gauge that. So I would say I've thought about it. It's a difficult question, but at the same time, you're looking at bodily autonomy of women mm. that also have lives. So if you're looking at uh, bioethics questions, um, there's a specific scenario that comes up where you're referring to it in terms of you're in a hospital bed and someone's beside you. And in order for that person to survive, you would need to be plugged in for nine months. And you have to consent to it and you can kind of remove that consent at any time. I'm not explaining it the best, no, yeah, but no, there's no, a no, scenario. No. I don't know if you've heard about that, that specific scenario that I'm talking about before, but it encapsulates quite well. Like, why is it that women have and should have that, that yeah. choice? So. Yeah, it's definitely not as simple um this like at point x this is when you can decide you know i i don't um i don't think that is something that you mentioned there which i thought was actually quite interesting was the kind of side of science versus religion kind of a thing like what when you're doing your research and things does are you does religion play a part in like the people's views in general like how do you kind of detach like I don't know if you're religious I'm not sure if you are or like to how do you kind of stay um not biased and like dif differentiate the two things because it's as you said such a kind of religious versus scientific debate kind of a thing yeah so as a French Canadian, um, many of us are not really raised within religion. I think that like I've contemplated it before and it just, it never stuck to me. So not religious at all. Kudos um, to you. <laughs> but um, to answer your question, I think that from what I've seen a lot in my research is that religion brings a lot of guilt to the people that go yeah. through with abortion. Yeah. So it's definitely... Um, there's so many positives to, to religion. It's, it brings such a great community. Um, you have this, you know, really good support and it really shows that people that have a, some sort of religion um, later on, like it brings them a lot of happiness and comfort and all of that. So there's lots of pros to it. Um, but in terms of specifically abortion, those that I've spoken to or that I've read their stories, um, it's a lot of guilt. It's a lot of questioning. It's a lot of, um, 
wondering if you're going to get punished for making this decision, which is like currently affecting you. Um, so that's definitely like a tricky thing for, for those that are currently going through it. And also often, not all the time, but if you're a religious person, a lot of the people around you are also religious. So it kind of takes away that support system yeah. that you could have because there's a lot of taboo of talking about it. And um, it also alters nearly your your views on the world because it's like you're just looking through one prism and everything one around you is the same prism. Um, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's a tricky it's a tricky situation for those that are like mm. experiencing that. Yeah. Adam's thinking away there. Go yeah, on. No, no, I'm just, no, I'm just I'm just I'm just trying to think of like my own views on abortion and my own opinion on it and like I, w- I would definitely think no one like no one should ever go through something that they genuinely don't have like want to or have like have to go through you know what I mean and, like there's so many circumstances where like where it's not like that I was like I heard of and stuff of my mom telling me about like about like you know young girls being like for like forced to like like who were raped or whatever uh, like raped and literally ha- like had no choice but to have that child and like stuff like that like really like would like affect you just even listen like hearing these things and it's um for me I think it should be something that it sh- there should be more of like a uh, especially like I think in Ireland as you said because it's such like a religious and like uh, like as you say like a like a, a lot of people like kind of live in that kind of guilt as well if they do have an abortion and co- are brought up in a a religious like manner um i think it is very hard if you were to go through with something like that um especially especially in ireland i think ireland would be a very very hard place for and like and to be accepted yeah of, you know what i mean it's yeah like it's such a complicating as well because again because i'm not a female or and anything like and just coming from a guy's perspective like i genuinely think it's like such a like a, a crazy thing to um experience and to go through it's like such like we will never understand you know that kind of way like to the extent of a woman like so it's it's just such a such a like it's it's a point where i don't know if like we even like like you know it should be just down to more like a female say thing when it does come to an abortion that it's uh, like I, I understand why I don't know what I'm trying to say here but like I, I understand like no, I, I know what you're saying you know, it's, know I'm trying to say it in like yeah I, I don't know it's it's it's, 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 it's a weird one from the male yeah. perspective because like from the male perspective it's like as Adam is saying it's almost like we'll never fully get it so yeah. why are we trying to have a full formed opinion on something yeah. that we just would not fully understand yeah. you know yeah. but I do think I do think that it's difficult and I feel that men are sometimes scared to speak because mm. a lot yeah. on social media you get thrown out rocks and being like men don't have an opinion on this blah 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 blah, blah yeah. right yeah 100%. So, so I completely so I completely like get the fear of like you don't want to say something wrong obviously you have some people that no women will like me if I say something wrong exactly. <laughs> oh. exactly but like I think that most not most but like people can understand that you're allowed to question things and it doesn't mean that you're opposed to what um 
like what's going on. But um, interestingly, this is just like a parenthesis. Interestingly, when I was recruiting participants for my study, I had a lot of partners of women's that had abortion reach out to me and were like, are partners allowed to give their point of view? So I really felt that like some of these men had a lot to say about how they experienced it um mm. like along with their girlfriend or whoever like uh, sometimes it's not committed relationships right but um that's not something that we touched on but i think that would be something very interesting to also look at and see like how like how mm. is it that so so like what have you learned from right. that like what, what what kind of i don't know maybe surprised you or something that you were like oh that's interesting from kind of talking to those people from that male perspective so i haven't i haven't talked to them but a lot of them um kind of just wanted to share i think like how difficult it was for them to be a support person and not really have others to talk yeah to um especially given that we give a huge platform to women which is like we need that platform but i also think that there's room to have support for men that go through that because like I said previously it's an emotionally difficult experience mm -hmm. and yes for the women because it involves pain but I also think that depending on who the partner is like it also can have um like a pretty like heavy repercussion on them as well so it's not something that I like directly looked at um but I did have some people like reach out to me and um just like wanted to share their, their side of the story so that in the future that would definitely be something that I would be interested in, in looking at yeah yeah it's, it's definitely kind of a a weird one for men because it's like you were obviously you are a part in that process a, a, a big part in that process yeah. but it's like it's still not your body then in that kind of a way yeah. so you're just in this weird like bubble of like yeah. what goes on here and like something as well that I used to think like I used to always believe that you should like I'm quite liberal uh, I well actually I did this like quiz thing on Twitter um, it basically like scans your I know completely off topic but it completely <laughs> scans like all the accounts that you follow all of the accounts that you like that are news related and the people that you watch and it gives you like where you are on the on the spectrum oh. I'm completely bang in the middle apparently <laughs> so I'd like I'm happy with that but um I would say I'm probably more liberal and like I was always on the view of you should always have the right to like nearly everything like I hear come here if it's my like if it was my country I'd have drugs free for everyone if they wanted to do it then they can do it like it's up to them um I know Adam you're not that you're not quite on that road yet but um like the only thing was like when if I imagined me in the scenario I'd be like oh I don't know if I could do that but like I'm not in the scenario so how can I like have an, a, a very like informed and accurate take on it if I'm not in that scenario you know that kind of way I've never had a kid I've never experienced what it would be like to even know that there is a baby there you know it, it's not something that I have dealt with so I think men cannot like young men anyway can often be kind of fall into that category where almost like morally you'd be like oh I don't know if I could do that but you because you've never been in a scenario that's even remotely close to it you've no idea if, yeah. if that makes any sense yeah and what I would say is like in my particular study 
um, most women that had partners, everyone, like all of their partners were very like, it's your body, it's your choice. Like you get to kind of make the final decision. Um, but where I'll go with this is that there's no right or wrong reason to have an abortion. Um, and everyone's reasons differ to a certain extent. So like you could say, like I could look at someone who's 30 years old who has on paper, like a job that would pay well and they themselves feel like they're not financially ready to have a child. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it depends. It depends on people's situation. Whereas you could have a very young mother who no, doesn't necessarily have those resources and she's feeling ready to, to have a child. So like even uh, with, with, with children, like over in the Canada and the States, more so the States completely, but still a little bit in Canada, like you're starting that timer of saving up money for college and for like different things like your your that clock is going and yeah. like it doesn't matter if you're still on like a decent salary or whatever at a young enough age you're it's like you're starting that timer before you planned on or before you were kind of ready to so yeah so with like there's an evolving socio-economical situation especially for students like houses are super expensive like my parents bought their first house in their early 20s like yeah. there's no way um, that I could that I'm anywhere near Ireland's even house. worse let me right? tell you so I, I feel like there's so many like factors that come into play for their decision um but all that to say also that like I think it's important and this is not like this is just like my opinion if you have a committed partner and this is something that happens to you like at the end of the day it, it is your body it is your choice but you also want to have like an open discussion about like okay like what are your options right like are we both in a situation where you know yeah like, like you're financially think, stable yeah. like yeah, you I can agree. like rank the options like of like what are you most pref- like what what suits you best or what yeah. would you prefer the most I, yeah i see exactly what so, you're saying so there. obviously and and now we're like stepping a little bit around because we but at the end of the day it's individuals decisions um, but it's talking from my studies, it's just something that is recurring is financial factors, like, or people want to focus on their careers or, you know, like, do you think that's something that is quite, um, new as well in the fact that like, I, this is not taboo now that nowadays women are a lot more conscious of their careers of getting their themselves on a, a path that where they're more kind of care about themselves rather than the traditional oh, uh, let's raise a family and that's kind of my job and I think that's still huge in Ireland as well which is kind of it's it's a way newer concept here um, and that's why there's this almost divide because you still have this old religious kind of uh, mindset of no like your family is like the number one thing for everything and then you've got these new young women that are like but what about my life what about my career because this feminist kind of uh, movement and I, I know the word feminist would nearly have a negative connotation nowadays because of the radical fems on like yeah. twitter and the things but like the the original idea of feminism is not a negative no. thing or anything um so like yeah again does that is that something that's definitely playing into it now where the yeah yeah I think that there's a lot of shaming like if you looked at like 20 30 40 years ago women were shamed for 
prior to prioritizing their career and having kids later or like marrying later but now you see a complete opposite like women you do have this dialogue of okay we're giving women opportunities um so if you kind of choose to go against it like okay not necessarily go to school as long as you could have your kids young get married young i feel that because of the current empowerment okay of like you have opportunities a lot of women are prioritizing their careers it can bring a little bit of a feeling to shame to like younger people and I I've actually spoken to some friends who recently had kids and that's they were saying it's a tough decision because let's say you're in university you get pregnant you genuinely feel ready people around you might feel like it's something that was a little bit out of the blue so yeah um I would say it's a complex, complex question with a complex answer. Um, Definitely. So, yeah, like, I, I think that there's, it depends where you are as well. Like, rural areas, I feel like that's less of a, of a problem. But where you're in a city where, like, academic success is, like, very, very pushed onto you, um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a different story. And it also depends on the field that you're in. I know for a fact that in science being a woman in science who and I've heard so many stories of um, girls that were doing their master's um, project or a PhD got pregnant it was looked at kind of badly from their supervisor they're like you worked all this way to get pregnant now so I feel so I, I do feel that there's women are kind of getting pressure from from that end as well to kind of prioritize their career um, and th- these are stories that one of my my prof had actually told us about people like working in her lab and she even got a little bit shamed when she ke- became pregnant. So it almost goes the, the other direction. Yeah. So I-, I wouldn't be able to say like if that's a deciding factor in women's choice to have abortion. That's just like other stories that I've mm. that I've heard. But I, I would def I-, I could see that being the case. Yeah. And um, have you looked at like in your research or in general, have you looked at the educational point of view from young people? So I don't know, high school, middle school, like the education about abortion, because I think it's still like, if I asked a 14 year old what abortion is, I'm sure his idea of it's going to be incredibly limited. And that's even Canada, I'd say here, if you nearly talked about it, the only reason why they'd know is because of the big drama with the legislation for the last couple of years. So I would say that in my research, that's not something that my group looks at. Um, What I'll say, though, is that I am taking classes with a different university that is all about um, sexual education. So essentially, Mm. the courses I'm taking are all about, okay, like, how how do you explain all of these different concepts, whether it's um, gender identity, sexual orientation, um, safe sex practices, STIs, and make it do like a, a good promotion of what like a healthy sexuality looks like and how to approach those different kinds of relationships and I can say that so far I haven't seen anything about abortion so I'm not sure if that answers the question but I feel that it's not that it's still something that's taboo and in my sex ed classes we talked about contraceptive methods we talked about abstinence right but we never I don't think talked about abortion people know what it is but it's not, it's kind of like, and worst case scenario, you have one, but it kind of like, it's like it runs over it's quickly. Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I, I think that's very interesting. That should definitely be kind of looked at like. Yeah. I, I think it's just trying to maybe like if I, if I could bring change to this, it would be to give the facts like you give, okay, this is actually what happens so that there's not some sort of misinformation that you're getting from the internet or from the people protesting on the side of the street. And to tell people that it's not something that they need to be ashamed of. Like it's something, and the statistics are that one in three women in Canada will have one in their reproductive lifetime. One in three, like that's a third that's, of your female population. That's a of people. And when I first saw that, I was like, that's crazy. Like, think, think mm. about how many girlfriends you have, right? Like, in their reproductive... Adam has loads. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not necessarily. Like, no, There's right, one right? for one. <laughs> so, so it's just something that's like, okay, this is not a rare thing. This is something that happens often. And why is it that we should be feel ashamed to like not talk about it i'm not saying like talk about it at dinner time because you know but yeah um, yeah yeah. it should be the same like periods are becoming more like uh, normalized yeah like people talk about it not a big deal so i just feel that it should be the same to bring kind of that sense of community because it can be a difficult situation to go through and you should be able to talk to people about it if that's what you want no definitely like i like i've done how many years in school in Ireland like well take out primary school so like that's middle school take out that because they're not going to bring it up much if they at all um I haven't been I haven't talked about it once like not once and I think that that's kind of crazy like it's 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 this it's nearly this typical um statement that like school doesn't prepare you for real life in a way where like you don't learn about taxes you don't learn about you know uh mortgages or getting a house and oh yeah you also don't learn about abortion or you don't learn about you know a lot of the sexual health side of things um so i think there needs to be a complete remodel there um in ireland anyway but also what i think is actually interesting i've read a couple of stuff and i actually witnessed it myself in Canada and I want kind of your opinion on it seen as you're taking that sex ed class um, specifically with gender identity and gender studies that is obviously a, a weird topic seeing that it's almost in a sense ideological and then also scientific there's like this weird kind of a one people some people think it's an ideology not a scientifically proven thing and you're obviously a woman in science who's seeing it from a scientific perspective like do i've found and i've read that sometimes people think that canada as a nation sometimes jump the gun in being too liberal and going that direction too fast i'm not sure if you're familiar with jordan peterson and bill c16 was it no but i know jordan peterson yeah i i don't know if you're a fan of jordan peterson um olivier reads his book any read his book anyway i told him to (laughs) me and adam do like jordan peterson in general but his um take was the whole um if i misgender someone that is hate speech and i guess technically i could be either fined or put in jail and like what is with your studies in that sector of sex health what's kind of your take on it what are you learning 
So to start off, Jordan Peterson is a great debater. Like I, I haven't read his books, but I have enjoyed um, some of his lectures. Yeah. Not necessarily because I agree with what he says, but I think that he brings ideas in a different format. That's like interesting to explore. Yeah, like don't but, get me wrong. I'm not like a fanboy necessarily. I do think he sometimes no, but it's different. Is, yeah, like sometimes I do think I don't agree with him. I think he, a lot of the time he does bring religion. Like he does, um, he's not, I, he doesn't openly say he's religious, but through his lectures and through his things, he does use religion as like a base point to talk about a lot of things, which I think can nearly put you again in a little bit of a prism. But he's incredibly intelligent, as you can see with his debates oh. and how like, um, like he can speak and he, it's not even just, it's his thoughts. He can put his thoughts in words so easily and uh, convey what he thinks. Um, but yeah, sorry, I, I cut you off. No, no, no. So, so I actually do remember um, the uproar that this brought. And I think he was teaching at like York University or something along those lines. U, UFT, I think, University okay, of Toronto, yeah. I think. And there was like a huge protest from students. They wanted yeah. to go and everything um in terms of inclusion like i think what people struggle with is the specific terms so gender identity really refers to how a person thinks of themselves so if you think of yourself as an athlete like who am i to be like well you don't work you know you don't work out like 10 hours a week so in my book that's not an athlete right like mm. so the whole like concept of gender identity I think is like it's scientific not in the way that you can test someone's blood and tell if their gender identity is like xyz but it's so, scientific. Do, you, so do you believe gender is separate from sex yes totally because it's in the definition like the definition of gender is someone's way of perceiving themselves like gen like sex is what you're born biologically no one can change that like you can't yeah. go to a transgender women and they'll be like my sex is female like that's that's not the case and that's a fact and they're okay with that and that's what they acknowledge but that's why that they say that their gender is something different like all that transgender means is a gender that differs from one that was assigned at birth so it's in the definition like i don't see how you could argue against that because see a, a lot of people argue that it's um they're almost correlated like they're yeah, yeah they're kind of t viewed together and like they're like when you're born it's almost like genetically they're they're correlated on because the same that's, kind of path. that's the norm right like you're i assume a cisgender male which means that you are biologically male and that your gender aligns with that i'm a cis woman which means that like my biological self this, uh, aligns with how i think of myself but in terms of identity, like some people, what people are protesting against, especially, um, I don't like to say trend, but a lot of people on my social media have been coming out as non-binary. So that's just like. You're nowhere, you're in the middle. Exactly. So you're nowhere or you're in the middle or anything that's in between that. Like gender is a spectrum. You can be very female, very male anywhere in between or not on it like but um where was I going with this I think um yeah like 
I think like, that like it's scientifically well scientific studies would conflict that though and you're from a scientific background so like how do you like a lot of scientists almost it's like one side or the other you're either on the science side or on this pro um like gender identity movement that is happening and like where is where is where do you sit like it's it's i think it's like a really kind of complex thing because when you look when you go the science route it's almost like biology like oh there's there's sex you've male and female that's it and it's like i don't know is there need does there need to be like a complete redo mm -hmm. in science or like what what or is okay. science wrong so i i i like what you're saying because i feel that a lot of people think of it in that way so when I think of science, because I also take psychology, like to me, psychology is science. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. Biology, like biology is also science. So um, I think what you're referring to is kind of like the scientific community that's more about like genetics and biology. Do they disagree with that? And I would say that no, because all that they're, they are arguing for is biological sex, which no one argues against. Whereas like, if you're looking on the psychological end, it shows that there's just more benefits to you accepting a person as they are, as opposed to trying to fit them into this binary mold of you're male or you're female, that's it. Like, and I personally don't see the harm in accepting people how they want to be seen. You could argue that, okay, it's complex in terms of, um, paperwork like what if we give people and, and yeah, that's something that, that's, that I hear that's often. another thing actually like if you're running a society like with laws with prisons for example with like you it know it's into a lot of complications yeah what goes on how would you tackle that side of things because obviously you can't have an infinite amount of prisons for every gender yeah, or kind of sex and whatever yeah. yeah yeah so prison prison is a whole different ball game and i don't have like much knowledge in knowledge for that specifically but what yeah, i'll say is that yeah. like um when you're referring to like like gender identity you should have an option of other that incorporates that like I don't feel that it's so complicated because there's not, people say there's a lot of genders, but from what I've seen, most of them are male, female, right? And you can be trans within that, yeah. right? And a lot of non-binary, like to me, people just want recognition and they don't want to be misgendered. So if you have someone that their biological sex is not the same, it's actually transphobic for you to be like, and, and I think this was the big problem with Jordan Peterson was that that debate that he was trying to bring forth was a transphobic one. And all that means is that like you see a trans Ooh. person and you're refusing to acknowledge the way that they want to be seen. Like, see, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he refused that that's how they wanted to seem but I think he refused the fact that legally if he didn't say the words they wanted him to say that he can be legally thrown in jail yeah. fined or whatever and I, I like he was asked on tv I think like if this student said I'd like to be referred to as let's say he, it's a like biologically it's sex is a 
female, but it goes by a male, then he was like, what would you go by? And he said, obviously, whatever she wants, but it's when it crosses the line of legally, if I don't hear, I'm in trouble. Like if I say to you, like if I'm not a nice person to you and I call you a a name, you can 100% think that that's, I'm not a nice person. You can think that that's a joke. Like, I don't like that person, but I'm not going to be thrown into jail because of it or fined because of it, because that would be an infringement on my freedom of speech, human rights side of things. Okay. I, the only thing I would say is that like, as a university professor, it's maybe a different situation. I don't necessarily agree um, with people getting fined, but I feel that he may have come across as if like, oh, this is legal and kind of really like push against it. Um, I would have to look at more like recent, Mm. you know, like talks and things like that, that he gave, but I'm just saying like, if that's the case, like the community, like the LGBTQ community, all they want is for, people to try exactly and people to try like if you misgender someone by accident and and now the big trend especially in our research group is to put your pronouns in front of your name if you're in a meeting just to bring in that like space of inclusion so if I was typically in like a school meeting I would put she her in front of my name because that's what I like to be referred to but other people might have they them and that's what they want to be referred to so see, see oh that's another thing right yeah just a like see i find when it comes to uh the see with like gender pronouns and stuff it's 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 getting to a stage where it's like nearly too complicated to keep up with it because if you've seen like what is it how many genders that they say there is there's like over 100 plus anyway and i was technically infinity yeah 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 well infinity yes yes but uh like what you were saying there earlier you were you were assuming that me and dave were assist males and i've seen i was watching this piece there with uh pierce morgan i can't remember your man's name who came on yeah i know but um he kind of made like he made a, a very good point that like it's as if you are you you go along with what they're saying and you suffer no consequences but if you were to say something about um like if you were to question them on their like chosen gender or whatever it's nearly like you're a big you're a you know what are you doing you can't you, you can't have this you but know, why why would you question them like am i questioning you why you decide well, to like, identify as male or even like because often what happens with pronouns is a lot of the times you people get indiscreet and they ask about sexual orientation like and it's the same for gay people like I don't know like there there's a lot of um if you're straight if you're cisgender there's a lot of curiosity which is not bad because it's a hot topic but it's kind of like going into people's bubbles so it's just all like the only thing is that on paper, potentially there's a lot of genders, but the community is very accepting. Like people are not going to start suing you because you misgendered them. So I think that's like a big misconception. They're more radical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah then, then they actually are. I think people just like want to have that space and feel like there's support for them. And me personally, in my, in my like group, we've implemented putting your pronouns before, Yeah. but like 
we have and we actually do have a few individuals within our research group that choose to identify as non-binary and doesn't change anything in my everyday life it's just at first you might try to be a little bit more cautious when referring to them but it's kind of like a muscle that you you ex you know that that yeah, so, so like time, so when, when we started this podcast you didn't ask me my pronouns and I didn't ask you your pronouns so would that mean that before every single interaction that you would have with a human being you'd have to ask in that, theory yeah. you should yeah. ask yeah. their pronouns what I'm saying is like I know you guys indirectly so yeah. and I've seen you on Instagram like some people that are in the LGBTQ community like to put a rainbow in their bio or whatever right yeah what we have noticed is that when you are in academia, especially in the type of research that we do, which is very centered on like reproductive health, sexuality, things like mm. that, you'll have a lot more diversity of individuals that you're working with. And so we don't ask people. All we say is, okay, um, just set your Zoom name with your pronouns in front. That way it kind of takes away the headache of, asking people for their pronouns and I think it's an awkward people feel like it's an awkward discussion to have but um and another another yeah, thing like, as well actually um I I've seen this take um a good bit that it's almost now becoming a trend it's or like it's becoming a like a way of standing out or a rebellious kind of a thing where, oh, I'm just going to say I'm non-binary because it's kind of a cool thing to do at the moment. Like what, what have you seen regarding that? Because obviously I know this isn't like necessarily the most accurate um, or the most like argument, the best argument to take, but like there's been a radical exponential growth of people who refer to as being non-binary or uh in a not just your your general male or female because of this movement and do you think it's becoming more of just oh let's try it out almost or it's because it's kind of a new thing should we just explore it more okay um i would say that it's a mar it's like putting yourself like I, I always try to think of it that way why would you put yourself in a position where you would be more marginalized like what would be the goal there to get more attention because most of the time it's negative attention that you're receiving so I feel that like people that try to go that route there's no benefit that they're necessarily getting from putting themselves in that position other than being their authentic selves and that's really how I tried to think of it. Like, I, th I, I think of that. I think that's a, from a logical person's point of view, I 100% agree. But I like, it's the sad truth that not that many, like not as much people are going to be that logical. And I think there, I saw, I read something where there was a study done in England where there was a school in Brighton, like a primary school um, that began to teach now about gender identity and they could like choose what gender they were. And something crazy like 85 percent of students had changed to being non-binary and they were like nine and ten years old in the space of like a week and i think that that can be quite 
damaging where it's almost like it's not pushing this thing onto them but it's like it's like they they see this and they're like oh that's kind of new oh sure like let's let's try that and we'll tick the box to say i'm non-binary you know because it's something new and maybe they might see it as cool or interesting or you know yeah and i actually something interesting that at the time i was very conflicted with was i saw this documentary where parents decided to raise their child as non-binary yeah i don't know about that that's yeah and and uh this was actually in one of my cycle um psych classes that we saw this and a lot of the questions were like what's the repercussion in the long term of doing that and um i never got like i haven't looked at any studies on it so i couldn't say but our everyday experience is pretty based on gender like from the time that you are little your your you know, your like room is you blue or put, pink yeah you're, and you're, yeah you were put into a specific sport i'm not saying it's because you're a guy but like sometimes girls will be signed up a little bit more for dance classes. There's a, there's a girl that isn't going to be playing American football at like two years, like five years of age. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, right. So I think that like part of what you were referring to as maybe kids wanting to be non-binary, I think it would have depended on what was told to them. Like if you were told, okay, like being a boy or a girl, it kind of affects how you're going to be perceived by society and so if you're not putting yourself in either one of those molds you're giving yourself and this is not what i'm saying it's like you're giving yourself more opportunities to explore things that don't fit into your box and i feel that for some people that are part of the lgbtq community um it's some some of them are very artistic um i don't know if you've seen anyone on instagram but i follow this individual who is um really likes a feminine style but rocks their beard right and just <laughs> like myself no, I'm sure. just rocks I forget his name but there's also a guy from Queer Eye who well I shouldn't say guy but they came out as non-binary and um it's just people don't want to have to, to be into these like specific rigid boxes of like okay you're you're a guy but you put on makeup you have long hair you like to wear dresses and that doesn't fit with societal expectations of what guys do so as opposed to these people being like okay i'm a guy and i don't fit into this i feel like some people are like i embrace my feminine side as much as my mm. masculine you, side and i just choose br- to yeah you brought up something there that just like triggered a question um, about guys wearing dresses or they're cross-dressers <laughs> by, the, by the American, oh, what is it again? The American Psychiatric Association or whatever. So you're talking, they, yeah. they determine them, that's a mental instability mm-hmm. or illness or whatever you want to okay, care. What do you want to say? Where does that fall then? What is a cross-dresser if you're on about gender identity or yeah? Interesting question. I, I love that question because I've actually um, looked at, at this. Look at me. Bit. I have good questions. This yeah, we've got two in a row. I'm just saying they're <laughs> absorbing it. <laughs> so um, the American um, Psychiatric Society that you were talking about, they use the DSM-5, which is essentially the book um, that doctors will use to diagnose yeah. people with any mental disorders. So if we're talking about cross-dressing, it's a specific disorder 
that is associated with wearing um, the other gender's clothes, but it's all it's all sexual. So it brings up like a lot of oh, so it's a sexual thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's oh. not it's not like like trans- an identity thing. It's not an identifiable. No. Oh, okay. No, and I think I think that was such a great question because being young and being exposed to certain media let's say um do you know the movie mrs doubtfire yeah robin williams so you're like (laughs) he's cross-dressing it's obviously for like um like a character but it's it's very very different like people like transgender individuals that choose to wear the clothes that the gender they want to be associated with it's to be more more um themselves whereas cross-dressers they get like sexual pleasure out it's like of it. to get like, a feel it's to get a feel out of being exactly. a woman okay 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 exactly so it's it, it's a yeah it's different in that sense it's not to say that there there can't be an overlap but it's not um, so it's, it's a fetish basically exactly yeah so why come other fetishes aren't mental illnesses by the american Some psychiatric associate really Some of them are. yeah um the biggest well, I'd say, I'd say the extreme crazy ones are like <laughs> um paraphilias is like your general umbrella that you can use and it's like inanimate objects animals cadavers like things like that Doors. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so <laughs> you have so you you do have this big umbrella um i'm not an expert on the dsm yeah, but yeah, i know yeah. that i know that there's other ones that fall into that i think the more common ones maybe like feet was in there at first but they realized that more people were into it there's way too many people into it so yeah i think adam adam sweating buckets there (laughs) i actually have a couple of questions there like because i I just kind of wanted to leave you like flow on like on throughout your uh, um like what you were uh, like answering david's questions that because i was i was like in uh I was learning from what you were saying in that. But if I could just uh, bring you back a couple of spaces there on it. Uh, just, I just want to clarify that like, I have no problem with like people wanting to be uh, who they want to be, basically. But um, a question I have for you is, when it comes to gender and people changing gender and then them deciding, look, say now uh, a guy, and it has happened a lot of times there now um, in the last year or so is where men are tr- uh, transform, uh, transfer, transferring, uh, trans, trans, transition, tra- transition, transforming, yes. <laughs> transforming, <laughs> uh, sorry, uh, into a female and just going on to absolutely like demolishing records within athletics, within weight. I was going to bring this up sports, gender, and sports, sports transition. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like yeah, as yeah, in yeah. soccer in general, like, uh, not soccer, but like, like when it comes to, like powerlifting like, yeah powerlifting like that guy he was making like a joke of it like he went on to joe rogan's podcast if you haven't if you just haven't seen the clip but uh he uh, they were speaking about it um about like he changed gender for that moment in time and then broke the the women's uh record in that uh, way category and i'm just thinking like if it's that easy like it's it's just going to become very confusing and like it's nearly kind of nearly making a joke of this like of the amount of genders that there is there and it, it's actually nearly insulting to, it's yeah, nearly exactly. insulting to the people who are genuinely non-binary that's the problem it's ruining ruining it for the people who are genuine genuinely serious about and passionate about their um 
change in gender or you know whatever so they you, decide to be did that person be like temporarily change so they can yeah. beat a record i'm actually going to put it push it but one there bit is further. Other what about the people that, yeah what about the people who yeah, genuinely yeah. change but they still want to compete like let's say i'm a i'm a female i transition to a male but i'm still going to compete in the in the female competitions where does that lie because science and genetics start to play and i yeah. think no one can deny that the female body is completely different to the male yeah. body what happens there yeah so that's like so much questioning there i've also done my own questioning on this um it's a real tough one isn't it it like yeah it really, really puts you on the spot here question. yeah <laughs> no no um so i forget i forget her name but in the Olympics, um, there's this runner who got kicked out for because her chromosomes were like male and she was producing more okay. testosterone. Yeah. If we can try to find her name, that would be great. Um, Wait, let me pull I'll, that up there. Pull, pull that up, up Jamie. <laughs> That's a Joe Rogan joke. Uh, anyway, let me find um, that. What did you say? Olympic uh, runner. Olympic runner disqualified for like i think her chromosomes or something and i think there's two of them actually like recently that it happened and it went on to iwa klabuskowska but butchering that name polish sprinter became the first woman to be disqualified from sport following an introduction of the bare no, body it's test caster semen semen yes yeah yes. Oh, okay sorry i, I don't my apologies yeah uh, well yeah <laughs> So I like to use her as an example when we talk about this because she was always um, always a girl, like always identified as a girl. And then later on, they realized that she had this genetic um, condition that produced like the same amount of testosterone as a male. So she got disqualified because of it. Mm. And it brings, like, I think this all this topic just brings a re-questioning into sport because it's like you have to put everyone on a genetic like she had no she didn't transition from male to female but, but isn't the rare occurrence so that's yeah very, it's, very yeah it's like it, when, there, but that's like a very rare occurrence like that's like one in a like like if i'm in if i'm in school right and i'm a teacher i'm going to teach children that there is they, they've 10 fingers the bomb are 10 fingers and 10 toes obviously there's there's the People one in a six, billion six, who are yeah, born yeah, with yeah, 24 yeah. fingers or, yeah, yeah 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 but you you don't you don't teach that like so it's the <laughs> same here is that not like a real one in a million billion i know whatever? but but like <laughs> no matter what if she was born with that genetic advantage would she have not trained and still make it to the olympics like she was there yes she had but you could argue like michael phelps is like genetically engineered to be a swimmer Fair like point. That, yeah there's, but people, there's people that have these like genetic advantages that make them good at their sport and michael or, phelps is like a fish or whatever but it doesn't <laughs> mean that if they didn't put the work into it they wouldn't get there either right like that, yeah that's a fair point so like all right take that should be a case dealt on its own take that out what about the other no, I like, think I think it's relevant to talk about her because what this what the Olympic Committee did there was set a precedent that if you're they falling, set a, yeah they set a period of the yeah. testosterone and running through a body yeah okay exactly 
So that means that like now you're looking at sports um, alternatively, like this is not what's happening, but alternatively on a genetics level, right? So in the future, like, would you have people compete against each other, not based on gender, but based on their genetic uh, composition? Like, I, I, would, mm. I, would, I would disagree with that because because of this being such a rare occur- like occurrence, you don't see like uh, a million women with the same amount of uh, uh, but there was the two that there was yeah, two but uh-huh. if you, like if you were to look at it as like a whole scale like it's like but anything in in life like they're not like you're not gonna like stop something because the, there's like a very very small minority like two like two people is very little to have a change in all rules and regulations in my opinion i think it's like and it's very they're being very hard done by um but maybe maybe you could argue that with, with them maybe there should be an exception would you say dave if there was some if there was a male with very low testosterone would that mean equate to him playing against a, a female with um quite a high four female so like if they're on the same testosterone would you still think the male is going to win in that situation because it, yeah like i, I think you get what i mean where, like it's, where it's, it gets where it gets tough is like even look at like a sport like ufc right yeah, yeah. if you put a male up against a female yeah, T- or testosterone level. We're judging male and female now, not physical appearance or look yeah. or gender or whatever. Like the male is probably going to batter the female in like a if, if you were going to really go off, which isn't safe. So when you're going on a safety kind of side of things, like the muscle gener like the the generation of new muscle, the structure of the muscle, the structure of the bones the the density the body of the just the overall structure like it's your... completely different even with women like with their 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 um like their hips and their turning and their knees and like there, there's been studies done that you know different why if, if you yeah. yeah if you look at the states why so many i don't know if you know you probably do how many girls do you know that have torn their acl playing soccer as a girl so many yeah why is that it's because girls on astroturf <laughs> play in the states compared to other countries they play on astroturf it. Yeah. right astroturf is the most like or you you just call it turf uh, yeah I forgot just turf. That. regular yeah <laughs> so like you it's such a not giving surface your foot sticks to it so with the movement of the hips of a female it just will automatically do your do your oh ACL. so you're saying you're saying when they engineered it it was done with males and so that's why you see like such a large proportion of injuries in females no, I'm saying that, like, I'm just proving the point that there's a complete uh, difference well, in like the body. So, like, okay. yeah, so, like, when a male plays football on an AstroTurf, in, he's way lower chance of doing his okay. ACL compared to a female. And I think, like, when you start mixing things with, like, the, I think with sports specifically because it's a physical activity, you should be looking at the physical side of things, not the identity and I think the reason why the identity was brought in was because originally males and females anatomically are different and so I think when the testosterone side is bringing into it I think that's one aspect of the in big picture of your body but it is a big um a big reason for uh, some sports, like I don't know, uh, UFC, I would say testosterone plays a huge part 
in like martial arts or whatever but then if you're looking at i don't know what do you even the long that? jump yeah, yeah like the long jump might just be different then altogether so it's it's a question that i think should be done anatomically and not in terms of gender or identity or or anything like that yeah no i think i think a fear here's the question that someone asked me when we were having this discussion it was like would you have a problem with it if it was a female that transitioned to male and wanted to compete against the boys see and the answer often is no because she wouldn't have the or after the transition like he wouldn't have the same chances because biologically he was female but there's an issue when it goes the other way around because then it's like okay well women wouldn't have the same opportunities if a biological male transitioned and went into their category so i think that's true to the anatomy of it though yeah yeah yeah. so i think i think that there's an issue if it goes one way but less of an issue if it goes the other way i don't have an answer i think that like sports is going to have to like address it yeah at some point because otherwise like and you could argue like it's going to be a few people why not just exclude them but i feel that it also it's fair they can have their own competition (laughs) well but that's the thing it's gonna then that's like that's 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 bad then yeah 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 it's it's gonna end up with like especially with like 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 are they gonna are they gonna make a just a a transgender specific league or non-binary olympics but like are you gonna do that are you gonna do that for every sport are you gonna that's the thing because it's like such a small amount like it's it's just genuine but then again, in saying that, like we're such a progressive, like, uh, like, like, like as countries in that, like we're becoming more accepted. Like Ireland, yeah, I would say Ireland is getting very well, accepting. Now, of, yeah, yeah, like you see, like slowly, all the parades but, but and maybe stuff. surely. Um, but like even like Canada and stuff, like maybe in like a hundred years time, you never know. You actually might genuinely have some kind of Olympics to do with like a non-binary Olympics and stuff, which is interesting like. well they made the special olympics so sure yeah, you, make everything, you make everything co-ed like yeah <laughs> yeah or like yeah. everyone is just human there's like nothing else but no it's so. definitely it's tricky because you want to be fair to them. yeah yeah genuinely. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah and it's not if we're, we're saying it to like discredit like female like uh like athletes or male you know try transgender yeah we're not trying to like belittle anyone no no we're just trying to put it on like a a level playing field here and like it's it was like it was like bruce whatever i forget his last name but bruce who became caitlin jenner the kardashian yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. who was an olympic medalist after transitioning would people have been cool if she went onto the women's side probably not right so like i completely hear what you're saying i just feel Mm. Yeah, there's definitely like a way to be inclusive. Um, I just yeah, I just it's answer. a real weird question. Um, yeah. One thing I know I don't want to have this podcast going for about nine hours, even yeah. though we probably yeah, could. You need to come on. You need to come on more. We need to have like <laughs> six more of these or whatever. Yeah, get, like get more people on and have just a huge discussion. Yeah, yeah. But what? one thing talk. I, yeah, oh. <laughs> one thing i do want to actually touch on a little bit because we we did a little bit in parts but not fully is uh like the stigma with males specifically around 
sex in general whatever that is it could be like it could be gender or it could be um like sexual stis uh, it could be contraception it could be like it, i think in the male kind of community is probably the wrong word but in like for for males it's almost like there's this like hard man kind of look about it all and no one really talks about it in like more of a like real sense like i don't know when adam when was the last time you talked to a guy about aids or you talked to it like like and imagine if let's say you did get aids what would happen then your life would be like a guys would look at you completely different you'd probably be called gay or you'd be called any other homophobic whatever so like have you well, touched on that with your research or anything we taught that question has like a lot of interesting topics um i can touch a little bit on the question <laughs> no i i'm loading these questions up like bad i, I apologize no no it's all good um so i actually do a lot of volunteering with um aids organizations and i got a placement at a hospital that's going to be looking at hiv and aids uh for the summer so that's something i'm like, super interested at and congrats Thank you. Congrats. Um, so AIDS in general is very strongly associated with the gay community. So that's like a huge taboo in itself. And we could do a whole other talk on that. Yeah, like, that would be the next for, like, episode. That, yeah. And it'd be interesting too. Yeah. yeah um, I think at, like STIs are very controversial to talk about just because they're associated with being dirty. I think AIDS... Yeah even more because back in the 70s like it killed so many people and like there was just so much homophobia there have you seen dallas buyers club i haven't oh you need to watch that matthew mcconaughey movie (laughs) you need to watch that like yeah it literally would like talk about all of this text me text me the title and i'll take a look at it Um, Um, basically it's like he gets aids um it, not true like true being completely straight like just true to women and gets aids and then he's like completely um like yeah like, yeah not, not just disowned like, but like no, every guy that he knows everyone, is yeah, gone yeah. from his life yeah. and then he's left on his own and he tries to work then to um not build cure, medication and yeah, cure yeah, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, to yeah. to manage it it's very very good yeah that's so interesting so the organization that i work with actually um, we're kind of doing this database where people that are newly diagnosed with HIV um, can go and get answers to their questions. And what we've done is also we've asked people that are living with HIV to do like um, testimonial videos. And we put them on this database so that people that like newly learned that they have it, they can find this kind of community of people that have HIV or living their life to the fullest have partners like where it doesn't like it's not a death sentence but it used to be back in the day right so I oh yeah I again even like just I don't bring Ireland into it but I think if you like talk to anyone here in Ireland it would literally be like no one's going to go near you if you have it you know I never yeah, thought and, about it, yeah. yeah and the first like I'm sure I might have encountered people that have it before but the first time that I like met someone and they were like I'm a person living with HIV it's like you're told when you're younger in your sex ed classes you're like if there's one thing you don't want to have it's that yeah it's like stay away yeah and it puts like a huge negative connotation not to diminish the like medical aspects that go into having to manage um that if you have it like it, it is serious if it's not treated but I think that like 
the way that our like medical advancements and everything have gone like it's a completely different ball game and people and there's um, still the education of the kind of the the mindset of back in the day like 20 30 years ago rather than the mindset of today where like listen it can be managed it can be cured or not cured but it can be managed taken care of to a certain extent you probably live your life like nobody would really even know you have it yeah and i'm actually going to speak to a researcher on monday about this but he's actually working with children that were born with hiv because their their parents their their mother had had it so that's also like a completely different aspect um of like they couldn't even control it yeah exactly so that that should be super interesting but to come back to your question about like specific stigmas associated associated with men and sexuality i think there's still a lot of toxic masculinity yeah i love that word (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and i think that like just an aside let's say like the use of sex toys is like very associated with girls but like you're opening up new horizons that i'm here (laughs) all all i'm all i'm I'm saying scientifically proven the male prostate is a very pleasurable thing yeah i've I've read this not i know and i'm not telling you why i read it but i read it but, but see like often often the talk is like yeah i've heard that but like i would never like that's never something and it's kind of it's so you're telling us to open up our mind and try it or, <laughs> I'm, I'm just really saying, joking no like i'm just saying that like that's also a big taboo <laughs> out there look he can't Adam's even keep a straight face yeah that is a, see the catholic in him there he's ruined I'm really joking. Because because like a lot a lot of it, if you have anything up your butt, it, it means you're gay, right? Whereas like that's not necessarily <laughs> We're having open discussions. Like no, 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 I, no, no 100 percent I completely know what, what you're no, saying. It's not whether you're speaking about this, it's that we're speaking to a female about this. It's like you know what I mean? It's, this is like something like uh, I don't know. Here, I look feel Adam now, he's been he went to an all boys school, a Catholic Irish school. He's, yeah, never, yeah. he's never, you know, experienced all of this. Hey, uh, you don't know what I do. All boys school too, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm just I'm just kidding. No, no, but, I'm, yeah. I'm not. <laughs> But um, no, I think there's like lots of taboos like around that as well, around just talking about like sexuality in a healthy manner, um, not in the way of like, I sleep with all these people and like collect trophies type thing. Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think, I think that's weird, in my opinion, that whole kind of like, oh, this much people. Yeah, and it definitely, it's not a lot I don't know haven't talked to you know like yeah no, that's a, that's even a different discussion altogether that whole toxic masculinity kind of a side of things and like yeah um but def yeah like I don't know I think um yeah there's there's a lot there um I know that they're looking at having um men male contraception that would be like taken daily so that opens up like a whole other like discussion on like equality yeah. between men and women and taking contraception and, like, that would be an interesting one yeah like whose responsibility it is and if you're asking like like would you be willing to take it and if your partner's like no like why do i have to right like why I, is it I, my I, I don't know i actually 
I've never been asked that question. I've never even knew that that was being on that was on the cards. Okay. But I don't it's see why it's a bad thing. No, it's still it's still in development. But I feel like um, I don't see why it's a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'd, I'd probably I'd probably be open to test it. Yeah. See if see how it goes. No, that's that's crazy, in a good yeah. way. Yeah, but some some things I've heard about is like, oh, we don't know if it's safe, and it's like the side effects. If you look Only at one like, way to find out. Birth, well, yeah, but if you look at like the side effects for like female contraception, if you like, oh, they're ridiculous. Uh, it's pages. They're ridiculous. Like, it's pages and pages and pages of yeah, like, and I'm I'm happen. learning about that more firsthand at the moment. You know, with my girlfriend and oh my good god, there are side effects. Um, yeah like there's a lot and, and often this is something that women are not told like it can you think okay you're just moody but like these are moody like, moody can turn to something a lot more than moody yeah. quite quite fast yeah and, and and the thing is that like people think that that's not and, and it's not normal but it is part of the side effects that are often not talked about when you're talking about contraception so also yeah. like whole other topics but yeah very, uh, well listen we'll we have to have another podcast about these other new topics like definitely they're definitely good like to speak about because like that's what like one of the main reasons why me and Dave started this was like because we wanted to speak about things that like normally like normally people our age or whatever like wouldn't speak but I don't know what it's like in Canada or whatever but like for from my point of view like and I when I talk with my buddies like like my close friends or whatever you know you, you don't only go so far but like but this like you kind of educate yourself as well from like listen to people like you and that um uh, speak about things and yeah, no, no, it's, yeah. Uh, it's very interesting fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. and oh, i have I... a question for you guys actually oh, do you oh, know no, no no this is not do you know what the attitudes are about people your age about like abortion and about especially in ireland because i don't know what it looks like here like mm. is, or is it something that people just really don't talk about um you can one there's 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 a couple of verses one part is it's not talked about yeah Simple as. it doesn't come up it hasn't come up it hasn't been forced to come up it hasn't been brought up at all if it did come up it would be then a case of like your influence from your parents whether they're religious or what political party they are on uh, if the if that political party you know is more right wing, their parents are going to be right wing, probably Catholic, probably against it. Um, the other then one is where someone would say, "I wouldn't do it, but I believe they should have the right to." I think that's probably one of the most popular ones uh, that I would see. It's probably one that I would have had previously to doing more research and more kind of stuff on it. Is like, oh well, I definitely wouldn't do it, or I wouldn't, I couldn't do it, but. Yeah, I believe in human rights, like they should probably have the chance. And another, actually, another aspect to it is where a lot of people think there should be more kind of like rules to it, where like there should be like a period where like a very early period where it can't be done because they the whole like living thing of it really throws people's minds off it because they view it as like you're killing a person. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my, what I've gathered anyway from it, the whole topic ever coming up in my lifetime with guys. Adam, do you just have any other difference uh, ones? See, for me, I think I'm very lucky for like the parents I've had, like um, 
growing up in that like listening to my mom so i hear i swear every podcast i literally say my mom oh, say like mom i'm turning cute. into water boy if you ever seen it <laughs> my, my, my mama said <laughs> but um no genuine genuine like listen to my mom and like hearing like what like she taught me about like friends or whatever like you know things and you you, you can't you can't um i don't think you can like have an answer like um to like who are you to say this person can't have an abortion like you don't know anything about them you don't know their circumstances I feel like if that's the option and that's the best outcome for everyone in that situation or if that's the most appropriate outcome or like um the most appropriate in their opinion or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, to have an abortion I think it's completely it's 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 the best thing to do you know what I mean like no one's going away from it willy-nilly like thinking oh you know that's it like slip all the yeah, and, one, and that's something that yeah. is i did notice though like um kind of our age that like oh yeah you know um you know you just have to have an abortion or whatever and it's like just like a flipping kind of statement i i i, I this is something that i heard from myself like um not from my no my definitely friends, yeah, definitely like, people you know you, they just yeah. throw it around like that is oh it's just yeah. this thing you do yeah, where you, yeah. No, if it happens it happens it's definitely a very very serious thing and no as you say no like um as you say like no one comes away from it like um like it's, you are impacted coming away from um that like and coming away yeah, from and, and i think another anyway. thing as well my my parents my mom really would have said is like people are probably going to do it anyway. Uh, so why would you like put this extra stress on them where all oh, they have to travel to a new country yeah, yeah, and go yeah, through yeah, all yeah. of that stuff? It's going to happen regardless. So just might as well yeah. make it easier on those people, um, which I would 100% agree with. That's kind of my stance on drugs as well. Like if people are going to always do drugs all the time, you'd rather have a safer kind of environment for them to like uh, be like, I remember when I was in Ottawa, they started up those tents where you could go in and it's like it safe kind of, injection sites yeah, yeah and i thought i was like that is an absolutely amazing idea um but yeah that's a different topic but i yeah that's kind no, of that's that's for another one but yeah no. yeah different <laughs> one altogether but yeah yeah that, th- those are great like those i think that like reflects a lot of like people like wanting to be inclusive but also i think ireland for what you're telling me because it the switch was kind of recent people don't necessarily yeah. like and the whole the whole thing i'm not sure if you're familiar with there's like the the laundries back in the 60s and like the 50s basically what happened was if any girl if any girl had a kid and there was no husband or they were too young or whatever the kid would have been taken off them and they would have been worked in these like these laundry rooms with washing clothes and stuff and the kids would have been taken off them and sent to wherever and a lot of the time this was all by the church all by the catholic church and a lot of the the church they kill the, the babies and kill the kids and yeah that's a like if you want to get stuck on a late night wikipedia read look up i'll that. take i'll take a look at that that's something yeah. that like i know i think it's happened like most places that have had church influence in different ways it's it's mental um, the stuff if you find out here crazy. what has happened i will send you the stuff later about send that. me the links um, I'll, t- I'll take a look at yeah it. yeah i will do um listen Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Uh, it was a great episode. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to have you on another yeah, one. Yeah, invite me back. I'll come, I'll come <laughs> again. Correct.